Lamar Simmons, uncontested, had a layup, but he leaves it for Thibault, who makes something out of it and is headed to the line. Well, but that's when you know that the game is in your head. That's a dunk for Ben Simmons right there. You got it, and I know you got it to Thibault. You got the free throws, but Ben Simmons, you got to shoot that shot. Be confident. I need to know what happened to Ben. I told no, you. No, I, I want to hear it from Wendy. Oh, man. Busy trade deadline. Day in the NBA. I, for one, am glad we can stop talking about Ben Simmons and James Harden. Or can we? Will these two, will this deal be evaluated and second-guessed ad nauseum throughout the NBA world? Yeah, I guess. There are lots of deals that went down this week in the NBA, and some of them might impact basketball card values and certainly these teams going forward. So I'm excited to be with you for a trade reacts, trade reaction episode here from Hoops and Cards. I am Gary, your host. Let's get after it. Guys, where are we? So there's that major, major trade involving the Philadelphia 76ers. Finally doing something to get Ben Simmons out of out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's gonna it's already sent some waves around the basketball card market. I like uh, I like the trade for both teams on the court in theory and and uh we should talk a little bit about what does this do for either either player any of these players their teams the card markets etc really is the big news of the day so alexa stop (laughs) so so i don't know where you were when you heard the news but i was just glad relieved that uh maybe we're done hearing Rumors about James Harden and Daryl Morey and how, you know, he's really always wanted to be somewhere else. And even the rumors today about how he didn't formally ask for a trade because he didn't want to be that guy who asked for a trade twice in 12 months. But James Harden, still one of the top 10 talents in the league, still worth a lot, apparently, because look at everything Philadelphia gave up to get him. Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, two first-round picks. Man, that is that is a lot. That's a lot. And does it make the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers better? Does it prepare them to make a deeper playoff run? Well, I think so. A lot of people think so. And it does make use, at least for this season, of... Ben Simmons's value to improve the team via this trade. So obviously James Horden, Horden, <laughs> I was going to say Balog, he's Horden. James Harden, if they make it to the finals, all right, James Harden cards will shine. They will go up. We already know. I, I mean, I would recommend a long look at Joel Embiid cards because I think he's going to be a finals contender for the next few years, an MVP contender for the next few years. And it's it's Embiid's team, even though Harden is going to dominate the ball sometimes because James, James got a James. 
But I think... I think this makes Philly a better team overall. I don't know what it does to any of their card values unless they follow through and make it to the Eastern Conference Finals at least. And so that that begs the question, really, for both of these teams. And I'm asking this because here at Hoops and Cards, you've heard me talk a lot about investing in goats, right? Buying cards of the guys who are the, the best or guys who have the chance to be the best usually on teams that look like they are playoff or finals bound. And so do the Sixers, do the Nets have a better shot at making the finals today than they did yesterday? And I would say, yes, they both do. But I still, I'm still not sure I'd have them in the top four. There's a lot of stuff that has to come together for both of these two teams before they can talk about just how they're going to beat Miami, Cleveland, Chicago, and Milwaukee. Those four teams are also loaded, and they're deep. And um, let me think before I say that. They might be all younger than Brooklyn and Philly. So, so I don't know, you guys. I really like Embiid cards. I like Tyrese Maxey. I hope they can find a way to continue. This, this Philadelphia took a risk here, by the way. Philadelphia was having a fine season without Ben Simmons. And Embiid was having an MVP season without Ben Simmons. Does James Harden show up and fit in? Or does James Harden show up and be like, now I'm the king, I've arrived, it's my team. And uh, that could be a problem because this is so clearly Joel Embiid's team. And... Maybe James will just be so happy that he's away from all of the Brooklyn drama. Uh, the coaches, the GM, the point guard who's there half the time, Kevin Durant who's there half the time. You know, maybe he's he is going to be more than happy to defer to Tyrese Maxey's playmaking abilities. By the way, when he draws the double teams, he can dish to Maxey. And when Maxey drives, he can dish to Harden. It could be a fascinating pairing. But I can't I can't necessarily say that this means James and and the Sixers will have a drama-free run together and I can't say that this makes them good enough to finish in the top 4 in the East. So bad news here people, um unless you're you're selling to Philadelphia buyers who are just thrilled that they finally got I mean these rumors came true and they got another top 10 player to pair with Embiid. There's Guys, there is a lot to be happy about that way. But card values, I'm not so sure. And Ben Ben Simmons, and let's look at the Nets here briefly because they got a lot. They got two first-round picks. They got Ben Simmons, who's going to step in immediately and start as power forward, small forward, point forward, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he gives them a lot more flexibility and a lot less dependence on whether Kyrie's there tonight or not, or whether James Harden feels like part of the team tonight or not. Like they also added Seth Curry, good, solid outside shooter, can play starters minutes, and they added Andre Drummond. Um, I don't like Brooklyn as a finals contender any more than I did yesterday. I do like their lineup better. I do think they got a lot of value. 
But am I buying Ben Simmons cards now like a lot of people are on eBay? No. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not. He went from a contender where he was maybe second or third best on his team to another contender where he's second or third best on his team. I see Ben as a lot of a lot of people do. Good upside. Probably some affordable bargains on Ben. You know, um, but... I want to see, I'm curious how this affects Kevin Durant's title pursuit. Because really, if I look at the Nets and I had to invest in one player, it's just Kevin. It's nobody else. And, you know, if I, I mean, I like Cam Thomas, the young, like, lesser known point guard on the team. But I, I really think Kevin Durant's the only guy worth paying full attention to and yeah. So major news around the NBA. Of course, when any big names and rumors that finally something happens, you know, that's that's great and I'm glad, but I I am not buying or selling any players any differently because of this. So there's sometimes like as a, as a hoops and cards podcast, I want to be able to tell you, "Hey, hey, there's an opportunity. There's some big news. It's a buying chance, you know, it's a buying opportunity." I don't I don't feel it here. I really don't. I like Embiid. I like Maxi. I like Durant as investment players. But other than that, I can't say that, that either team clinched their, you know, finals berth. And I can't say that they made Milwaukee scared. I can't. Because those teams were constructed as teams and they are deeper. They know who they are. They, they fit together already. This is going to take a while for all three of these teams. And you've already shown that you have some very fragile, um, tumultuous personalities, right? So we'll see. I do think the fact that Harden was able to, for a while, play point guard in Brooklyn and be a facilitator and defer to letting other guys score more, how nice of him, right? Uh, when you're part of a big three that aren't so big in the standings. I, I could see him being willing to play a similar role. Look, my, my job is to hit threes and get the ball to the big. Get the ball to Embiid. I agree. Draw the defense and hit Maxi and hit, you know, some of these other guys they have for threes. Danny Green's still there? So, whatever. Um, there are a few other trades worth talking about that, that I think affect the card market. We'll get to those in a minute. I just wanted to make sure I covered the big news and my take home, you know, if you are a Sixers fan, then maybe you want to go out and get your James Harden rookies. Go for it. They're probably It's probably a good time to do that, right? If you're a Brooklyn fan, uh, first of all, sorry. <laughs> but I would, I would just stick with your, the guys you already love, just your Kevin Durant and your rocking your Kyries, your Kyrie fours, whatever, um, but I, I don't know that they either team improved their title chances. Garland picked up by Bogdanovich. Got it! Darius Garland high into the Raptors with a three. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Hoops Plus. I know some of you like to get more and more basketball card content, follow the NBA, and, and maybe while you're sorting cards, listen to more podcast stuff. So love for you to join Hoops Plus. That is our supporters platform. You get more podcasts, more content each week, 
and uh, chance at prizes. And really, it, it says that you support the show. So thank you to our Hoops Plus members. And if you'd like to join today, there's uh, details in today's show notes. But also, you can just go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe to join Hoops Plus today. Thanks. Lots of other players changed teams in the last 24 hours, and I want to just give a, give a quick rundown for you. If you were not paying attention, or it's just hard to keep up on Twitter, there was a trade where the Spurs landed Goran Dragic, who they will probably buy out, and the Raptors get Raptors. The Raptors got Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and a pick. That probably help, helps the Raptors get deeper and... Uh, great scoring threat off the bench. I like what they're doing lately, and I, I love Pascal Siakam, so there's that. There was another trade, four-team trade, where the Kings get Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. The Pistons got Marvin Bagley. The Bucks get Serge Ibaka and a second-round pick, and the Clippers got Rodney Hood and Sammy Ojale. So really, the, the guys I'd pay attention to there are three. <laughs> the Clippers, I think it was just a salary dump, but the Bucks getting Serge Ibaka. That just gives them more defense and another big to put in the rotation. It makes them not miss P.J. Tucker or, or whatever people were saying that they don't have this year that they used to have. Serge Ibaka fills, <laughs> honestly, the East's best team just got that much better. And uh, it's, it's theirs to defend this year. So I think that that actually helps... Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday cards more than anybody's this trade because I think it means Milwaukee is making a strong push to to make it back to the finals. There's two wild cards in the trade that I just want to throw out here. Uh, The Sacramento Kings getting Josh Jackson. The Kings had a great win last night, already plugging in Sabonis and um, who was the other guy? Justin Holiday. They both had really good nights and the, the Kings won a game. They have this chance now to plug and play a bunch of these new acquisitions, new players that they got. And one of them that just is an intriguing talent is Josh Jackson. If he's going to get a chance in Sacramento um, to be a part of a rotation with Harrison Barnes and some of the other guys they have there, I I think there's a low-key, like, get me Josh Jackson rookies, prism, optic, parallels, get me those out of the quarter box this weekend. The other guy is Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley to the Pistons. And the Pistons did keep Jeremy Grant. The Pistons may be a place where they say, Marvin, you go, dude. We need front court scoring. We need you to to show us everything you got. We're not going anywhere this season anyway. Like we're we are playing our young guys. We're playing Sadiq Bay all we can, Cade Cunningham. You know, um, Isaiah Stewart, Marvin, we want you to play wingman and just just light it up. He might. He's got the talent. So I'd watch him as a wild card, too. Another trade of interest, another big. I mentioned Serge Ibaka making an impact in Milwaukee. I'm curious to see what Montrez Harrell can do after being dealt to the Charlotte Hornets for Ish Smith and Vernon Carey Jr. Seems like two guys the Wizards are going to cut. And unload Montrez Harrell's salary, but there he is, another guy, a big who can rebound and do some scoring, basically catching lobs too from Lamelo and and from uh, Terry Rozier. So I, I like that that acquisition for the Hornets. Another trade was this one. This one you got to pay attention here. 
you people that were tuning me out 18 seconds ago. Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah, he got dealt from Dallas. And I have, I've said in the past, I didn't feel like that was a good fit long term with him and Luca. Obviously, Porzingis injury prone. Uh, there's there's a lot I didn't like about him. And, and really, there was so much about their ball movement and scoring on offense that was dependent on Luka. And while he can do that, uh, it's frustrating when you're the only guy on your team that can and you can consistently rely on. So I think this helps the Wizards unload some... Sorry, the Mavericks unload some salary with Chris Depps going to the Wizards. And I also think... The Mavericks getting Spencer Dinwiddie, I would pay careful attention to that. Because it's one thing for Spencer Dinwiddie to have a night where if he gets like 25 points and 8 assists in Washington for a team that's not really a contender, nobody cares. But if he gets 25 points and 8 assists next to Luka Doncic uh, as they pursue a, a, a playoff series win in the first round or the second round, then Spencer Dinwiddie becomes cardboard relevant. Like, I'll want to know where his rookie cards are from 2014. And, uh, you know, I think there's some intriguing upside, some intriguing possibilities for the Mavericks there. Davis Bertans, Bertrands goes there as well. Another trade, it seems like t- two, two guys or three guys that I'm not really sure what, what they're going to do with. The Celtics got Daniel Tice back from the Rockets. For Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder and Ennis Freedom. From what I've heard, the Rockets are just going to release both of those guys and the Celtics are glad they got Tice back. So a Rocket salary dump, I don't think that affects cards at all except to say the Celtics are trying to do something. They're not pulling the plug on this season entirely yet. They added, didn't they add a scoring guard? Derek White? That was another trade. The Celtics got Derek White. So, yay. They decided to go with him, younger, better shooter than Schroeder. I like that. I just, I just, I just came up with that. All in all, <laughs> we got to look at. Since there's no real players, maybe you could go back a couple days ago and say, "Hey, the Pacers got Halliburton, and he's gonna start now." I mean, there's a young player whose card values should go up the more he starts and plays great. He's a, he's an awesome young player to watch. So. An example like that, okay, the trade uh, affects the card market. Or briefly today, when Ben Simmons got traded, a bunch of people bought because, hey, he might be back. And they've just been sitting there, you know, for sale sign on all your Ben Simmons 2016 rookies, your autos, whatever, um, speculations. But other than that, you guys, I don't see a whole lot affecting the card market in the next month or two. What I do see this affecting is the playoff races. And to me, it means a lot that in a week when you had teams like Brooklyn, the Sixers, the Cavaliers making deals, Cavs got Karis LeVert uh, adding scoring punch to their lineup and another guy that can initiate the offense. It means a lot that the Milwaukee Bucks, Milwaukee, they answered. They answered and they got Surge. Do I see Surge as good as he was four or five years ago? No. But is he still a solid defender, uh, activity guy, a big that can give breaks once in a while to any and all of these guys like Giannis, 
Lopez, on um, Middleton, Bobby Portis. Like he can play a variety of positions and guard bigs well. And they're going to need that, right? They're going to need to team up on Embiid at some point. They're going to need some active bigs to try to neutralize Bam out of bio. They're going to need some help with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen and Laurie Markkinen, aren't they? And I won't even get to Kevin Durant and Andre Drummond and LaMarcus Aldridge. That's all that to say. It means something that Milwaukee seemed to protect their, you know, their team. Seemed to say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to keep up or we're going to stay ahead. And uh, it's also fascinating to see the teams that, you know, kind of didn't. Like the Lakers. Uh, that's going to be a hard one to watch over the next few months. And maybe, maybe, maybe. Behind the scenes, LeBron's been recruiting some of these guys that that maybe they were parts of trades and then they get bought out or they get released. Dennis Schroeder, Ennis Freedom. I don't know. Like, nobody awesome. Goran Dragic. Some of these guys could wind up in, in L.A. But at the same time, L.A.'s already fired some of those bullets, right? Stanley Johnson, Malik Monk. Kendrick Nunn, Taylor Horton Tucker. They've tried Carmelo Anthony. They've tried a lot, and they're still not who they thought they were. I don't know what Russell Westbrook is uh, is worth to that team right now. Some of these teams' trade deadline is about the things they did not do. You know, what did the Knicks do today to get better? Nothing. Nothing really. What did Atlanta do? I mean, unless I'm missing it, Not much. Teams like the Houston Rockets continued their rebuild and continued to clear cap room. You know, the Kings amassing a bunch of younger players. And I I, I still can't believe Brooklyn got so much in that Harden deal because he just he just wanted out. And maybe maybe the highest bidder was no doubt going to be the Sixers because they have they have wanted him. They've been talking about him for quite some time. So. Yeah. Trade deadline reactions, people. Uh, my reaction as a card collector investor is to not react on any of these. But to stay the course, watch for things that are going to happen these next few weeks in the season, and uh, and pay attention to the card market. But I don't see any major, like, seize this moment to buy. And sometimes you do feel that with trades, but... Yeah. Unless you think other teams have more up their sleeves or you really believe the Sixers are going to win the championship now with James Harden, like more power to you. I'm just not there. I think my investment in cards right now, my collections of cards weren't affected and they have more to do with the all-star game playoffs and new card releases coming out soon. So I'll talk about that after the break, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I said it. Basketball cards, I believe, will be affected mostly in the next two months. What's that? So February, March, yeah, and the season ends in... Second week of April, I believe, we're looking at the All-Star Weekend, February 18th to 20th. So catch the Rising Stars game in Cleveland, Ohio. Guys like LaMelo, Cade Cunningham. Wait a minute, not LaMelo. 
Tyrese Maxey, Cole Anthony, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, all those guys. But then the All-Star game where you will see LaMelo. I'm fascinated to watch Trey Young and John Morant. I think they're both still great deals, great young players, and going to get some huge moments in this All-Star game and in their playoff runs over the next two months. So I like those two. In fact, if I did a list, which I'm not with this episode, but if I did a list of the top 10 buys in the NBA for the rest of the season, I would probably have to put these two guys on it. Trey Young and uh, what's his cheese? John Morant. And certainly... Last but not least of the point guard, first-time all-star here, Darius Garland is uh, continuing to play out of his mind. And he came back, maybe you saw this, uh, was it last night or two nights ago? Came back and had 27 points, looked like he had never left, missed a few games with a sore back, but came back and just played like a superstar should. Uh, Making big baskets, setting up his team, Looking like an all-star, and um, his his card values, guys, are starting to creep up. And, and maybe if you project with me where this is going for Darius Garland and the Cavaliers, when you think about the rookies from 2019, the big names for so long were Zion, Ja, R.J. Barrett, and then a bunch of question marks. You know, for a while, people liked Rui or Cam Reddish or... P.J. Washington or Darius Baisley or I don't know. There's there's so many rookie names in that class, right? But really, I mean, legitimately, now you're looking at, okay, the two best rookies in that class are John Morant and Darius Garland. And so the values of Ja, if they haven't already surpassed all the values of Zion, they need to. I mean, that, that needs to be a market correction. <laughs> and then second, Darius Garland is going to catch up to those guys in in literally no time he's starting to do it now and um you know i still feel like it's early there's lots of room on the darius garland buy train because most people haven't seen him play person in person most people haven't seen him play on a big stage or a primetime game yet but they will in the all-star game they will in some of these uh, playoff-minded regular season games that happen in March. I'm excited to see the Dallas Mavericks and Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, and Luka Doncic. And, I mean, the extended Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, what is the deal with you, Dallas? <laughs> All that to say, I'm going to go to that game and see uh, Darius Garland put on a show. And then when he makes the playoffs, like the Cavaliers look like uh, no longer the surprise team in the playoff hunt. Now they look like serious you know, you add Karis LeVert when you get Markin and back and you've got a Coro playing awesome defense and keep Jared Allen and Mo- Evan Mobley healthy. You've got a an elite talent level, young, excited, um, clutch. We got, we, the Cavs have a lot of clutch shooters, players. Kevin Love's been fantastic off the bench. I like Darius Garland and uh, highly, highly recommend him as a buy. I think some other guys who could be affected by All-Star Weekend. Um, You know, if Durant isn't going to play, and who knows what you're going to see from LeBron and the Lakers. uh, I really do love what what I anticipate from Ja, Trey Young, LaMelo, and Darius Garland in this game. Luka, yeah. 
Joel Embiid, yeah. But think about or try to project with me what players will we be talking about after the All-Star break? I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad maybe we're done talking about Ben Simmons and James Harden and the drama. That just means we're going to talk about different drama in the second half, like what the heck's going to go happen, you know, go on with the Lakers? Can can they coexist with Russell Westbrook? Sure doesn't seem like it, right? What's LeBron going to be like? His his attitude or his demands behind the scene or his hopes to get traded? I I don't know what to say about about the Lakers. I don't know. And and the reason that's meaningful is in general LeBron James is the greatest player and card investment of of current active guys, current active players. He has solidified his legacy as a goat, his legend like his card values are have often been seen as like in the same category as Jordan and Kobe would be LeBron. Cards that long-term like Tom Brady or whatever. I think that will continue, but I think in the short term, meaning the next six months, oh, especially if they miss the playoffs, LeBron card values are going to dip. They are. Now, if you've got one that's like rare, numbered card, okay, so maybe not so much, but a lot of LeBron card values are going to dip, and I, I mean continue dipping. <laughs> and I'm the guy who's been trying to level up. You know, I've been buying cards between 10 or or $100 and have said, man, I really want to. I want to level up and start getting some larger value cards. And LeBron's rookies have been on my radar. Giannis rookies have been on my radar, but the the prices on LeBron specifically are are coming down. Like even over the last few weeks, I've seen some bargains there that I'm like, you know, I would buy that a if I had the money, and b if I thought it was going to go back up next week or in three weeks. It just it doesn't look like it. Now, LeBron's been here before. I, uh, he's been here at the midway point with teams that look like there's no way that team is going to, you know, make a deep playoff run. But somehow, not always by trade, not always by adding, you know, Richard Jefferson or J.R. Smith or, you know, whoever, Kyle Korver. <laughs> uh, not always by trade, but just by uh kind of some soul searching, probably some infighting and figuring stuff out, maybe a new coach. I don't know. Uh, you know, the second half, some of these teams and, and the NBA headlines will be about, uh, are they going to have to blow things up? You know, um, are they who we thought they were? What's going to happen with the Denver Nuggets, right? Will, will Jamal Murray be back in time to, to make a difference? Will Kawhi Leonard come back in time to help the Clippers in a significant way. The Clippers did get Norman Powell, and I like that trade for them. Big names like Damian Lillard, you know, is he is he staying like Portland claims he is? So, you know, there are some some guys that look at like that. Dame Lillard, Bradley Beal, LeBron, even right now with the uncertainty around the team, Anthony Davis, where I'm like, um, you know, sometimes, in fact, a lot. Of time over the last three years, those guys would have been decent investments or viewed as good cards to go after. Now, looking at the way playoffs add to a guy's legacy and and success draws attention to his card market, maybe there's some other players we need to be watching. Maybe take your eyes off of whatever's happening with Damian Lillard 
and watch Jimmy Butler. Take your eyes off of the dumpster fire that might be the Knicks or who knows what the Kings or Pacers are doing for their future and say, man, Zach Levine, he's just been steady and he's an all-star and he's in the three-point shootout, I think. Anyway, my, my point is, you guys, uh, watch the players that are cruising towards a possible finals appearance in the second half. And the guys now that have the chance to break out in their new roles, Tyrese Halliburton, Anthony Simons, what's going to happen with Marvin Bagley? Is he going to get a chance to, to show off what he can do? Will RJ Barrett finish the season on a scoring tear, closing in on 25 to 30 a night, right? What and who really are the Orlando Magic? Because I, I sometimes I like Cole Anthony as a guy to invest in. Other times I'm like, yeah, but that team. In fact, I watched the Spurs last night. I felt the same way. Like, man, DeJounte Murray's good. But that team. And Devin Vassell, good. Good shooter. Keldon Johnson. But if they're just going to be playing 12 guys and finishing in the, in the middle of the pack every year, I don't know what to do with them. But these teams that are going for it, you know, there's something to be said for what Toronto, Miami, Cleveland... Milwaukee and Chicago are doing in the East. And certainly Phoenix. Cameron Johnson. Watch the players that are heading towards the finals. Donovan Mitchell. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Is he going to be a thing again? I say no. Look at what position he plays. Anyhow, guys, those have been some of my thoughts. I would love to hear yours. Message us on on ideas for the second half. All-Star Plays playoff races, those kind of things. What guys do you have your eye on? Message me at Hoops and Cards on Instagram or shoot me an email at hoopsandcardspodcast at gmail.com. This is Gary. I'm your host. I love talking about basketball cards with you. And uh, we'll wrap it up in a moment with cards that I've bought lately. Finds Barrett. Get a shot up. This is for the win. What'd you see, babe? What? The crime. The what? The crime. Can I have one of your donuts? Yeah, I'll take one with sprinkles. <laughs> All right, that will do it for tonight's episode of Hoops and Cards Trade Reactions. And yeah, I know some of these guys will get cut. Some of the add-ons in trades might wind up helping other teams. Uh, if your name is Dennis and you'd like to be in Cleveland, we could certainly certainly use you, Schroeder. Uh, there's other guys that that might happen to later on. I mean, I know the trade deadline passed, but there always seems to be teams that know how to sneak in one one or two extra players in March and April. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. They They find a way. So teams aren't totally set for their playoff runs. But I hope this has given you some sort of a a frame of reference to say, yeah, there's some there's some big news and there'll be some big moments, but uh, there's there seems to be nothing that's that's like screaming, go out and invest, go out and buy these cards. Be watching actually for the new releases that'll come out, like Don Russ basketball in a couple weeks, and when we get to it, Prism, Select, Mosaic, National Treasures, all those things. Not only with the rookies like Evan Mobley, but 
Just the, the numbered cards and the, the limited edition inserts and the gold press-proof Netmarvels guys. Like, there'll be, there'll be some things worth saving your money for as we get towards, the, oh, you know, March. And then also some of those players that aren't on playoff teams, you know, maybe they're not a buy right now. But when their teams get eliminated or when, when people just completely forget about Zion in May, I guess I forgot about Zion already. There may be some buying opportunities on these guys that are just out of sight, out of mind. Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard. Maybe some deals worth digging for. There may be some bargain autograph cards of those players that you know, if you if you enjoy following them, maybe buy and hold for a while. But my point of the overall of the episode today, hey, some exciting news for some of these teams, a lot of a lot of headlines, but not a whole lot changing my outlook as a collector or investor. And that's okay. I enjoy following and collecting the players I'm chasing after. I bought uh, three or four Darius Garland cards on eBay in the last five days. I got the Court Kings Apprentice Artist rookie raw i got a red cracked ice prism of darius raw card number 288 um yeah i got a couple of cheap mosaic rookies i I even like looked at my star stock collection of lots of young prospects but some of them starting to play really well and i you got to decide in advance i got to decide you know how long am i holding on when these garland cards go up or whoever you've got that's going up you realize he's not done playing and it's only like February 9th, whatever, 10th. These guys are going to continue to play. When are you going to take profits or when are you going to sell and level up into something else? That's up to you. Hope you have a great week and see you soon at Hoops Plus. Nice move.